Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of May Contain Traces of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, hello, welcome to the podcast. So psyched to have you listening today. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, soybeans. Super glad that you're coming back to check this one out. If you are new around here, you won't know this, but we do do shout-outs on this show, so that's something where you, the listener, can get in touch with us and you can ask us questions, suggest topics for episodes, and we'll do a shout-out for you on the next show. You can hit us up on Instagram at MayContainTraceOfSoy or on Facebook. And uh, yeah, without any further ado, we'll get right into this one. Oh, wait, there is some further ado. Um, <laughs> if you are enjoying the podcast... You can like, um, subscribe, you know, all that jazz. You can review the podcast over on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. That will really help to push the podcast out there so that more people see it and hopefully spread that non-judgmental vegan message. Uh, thank you so much for joining me for this week. First up, I'd like to say I hope everyone is being safe out there. Things have gotten a little bit more intense over in Australia with the Omicron variant everywhere. So that's been a little bit stressful. But yeah, I just hope that you guys are keeping safe, being careful, wearing masks, avoiding crowded places. Just be sensible, guys. It's a bit of an intense time and you've just got to do what you can to look after yourselves. And I know I haven't said it on here before, not for any particular reason. I just never, you know, brought it up. But go and get vaxxed. If you are not vaxxed, go and get vaxxed. Okay? Like, I know that there are some vegans who go, I'm not going to get the vaccinations because there are animal products in them. I don't care what your reasoning is. Humans are animals and we need to protect ourselves. We need to protect each other. Get a vaccination, okay? And wear masks. There is no great conspiracy against you. If you listen to my podcast and you're one of these people who doesn't want to get vaccinated, doesn't wear a mask stop listening. Like, honestly, I don't care. Like this podcast is not for you. Okay. It's not, it's for people who are willing to do the minimum effort to protect other human beings and themselves. Okay. So thanks so much guys. Please go and get vaccinated. Please wear your mask. Please be sensible and be safe out there. This week we are going to be talking about new year's goals and how to set new year's goals, how to keep them It's a really difficult topic. So many people 
you know, will decide they're going to do New Year's goals and then they'll be really upset and like discouraged because they don't end up accomplishing them. They actually did a study a little while back and they found that only 12% of the people who had set New Year's goals ended the year feeling like they'd accomplished them. And this is due to a few different things, okay? So this is partly because people set vague goals. People set goals like get healthy, lose weight, save more. How on earth do you know if you've completed a goal if there isn't an actual tangible, measurable thing attached to that goal? I mean, get healthy. I could go, well, I I feel healthy. Did I complete the goal? Like it just doesn't feel like you've accomplished something when you don't make the goal really set in stone and really measurable and completable. Like you have to choose to do measurable and accomplishable goals. If you set yourself goals that are going to be too difficult, you're not going to get it done. You're going to feel really discouraged by that. And then likewise, if you set yourself goals that are not really specific, then they're too vague and you don't know when you've accomplished them. So we're going to talk about a few different ways in which we can set our goals and set ourselves up for success in the new year. I was reviewing my goals for the past year and looking forward to what I want to accomplish next year. And I am excited to have ticked, you know, about five or six really big goals off of my list this year. You know, I moved, I started a business, I got more plants, I drank less, I had less takeout, I saved money. I really, I worked from home. Like I learned new things. I did a lot of things that I wanted to do this year and I'm really impressed with what I've accomplished. So this this coming year, I have goals and I've got them quite vague at the moment. But what I'll be doing is sitting down and delving into a really detailed plan that will outline which goals I'm going to accomplish when, how I'm going to measure them. And I scale my goals. So I start small with um, one aspect of the goal and then I build on it. And by this time, I want to have this part accomplished and so on. So it's very important to think about how you set your goals and set yourself up for success in that way. The other thing to consider is in the process of planning and redesigning the structure of your weeks and the structure of your life to accommodate these new life goals that you might have, it's important that you set yourself up for success in that you learn from previous um, events. And if you've been someone who is not good at you know working out in the morning, for example, Don't set yourself a goal of getting up and running every morning. That doesn't make any sense. Like set yourself a goal of doing evening exercise because that's something that you know you will be more likely to do than morning exercise. I'm the opposite personally. I If I don't get up and exercise first thing, I don't get to it. And I also work best first thing in the morning. So when I am really busy, it's very hard to accommodate exercise into my schedule because I my brain works best first thing in the morning. And so... If I get up and I have a lot of work to do, I will get up at 6 a.m. and jump on my computer and just start work. And I should get up and go for a run first up because I never get to it when I leave it for later. But everyone is different. And that's why it's important to think about yourself individually and what works best for you. And then the next thing as well psychologically is to be prepared to start putting yourself first because you're never going to accomplish your goals if you don't carve out a little bit of time for yourself and decide that what you want is important enough to fit it into your life and say no to what other people want you to do. If you want to save money, for example, you're going to have to get comfortable with saying to people, listen, you know, I'd love to catch up with you, but it's not in my price um, range at the moment. Like it's just not within my budget for us to go out and have dinner. So I can't do dinner 
do you want to come over to my place and we can cook and have dinner? Or do you want to come for a morning walk with me sometime? We can catch up that way. Just, you know, find ways in which you can work some of your goals into accommodating each other like that, where, you know, you save more by having people around to cook. And maybe one of your other goals is to learn to cook new things, maybe vegan things, for example. So it's a good idea to do things like that, where you can package your goals into one and just reset the way that you approach your life and the way that you approach your, yeah, your lifestyle and your friendships and everything else. It's really important if you are going to be trying to do, you know, New Year's goals that you think about how you can set yourself up to succeed rather than fail when it comes to your New Year's goals. So I have a few different tips for you. The first thing is definitely to get specific. So setting yourself an immeasurable goal such as I want to get healthy. Like I think that's a really worthy goal to have. I really agree with that. But you're not going to know whether or not you've accomplished it by the end of the year. If you want to know whether or not you've accomplished a goal, you need to set something attainable to it. Now, personally, I don't like to set weight-based goals. I don't think that that is a healthy approach to things. Um, and, and I understand everyone is different. And I don't think that it is necessarily a bad thing if you do need to, for example, gain weight because you're underweight, um, if you need to lose weight for some reason, some sort of, you know, like health reason or because you want to, I mean, that is your choice, obviously, but I'm very much about uh, taking a body positive approach to your New Year's goals. So I don't like to choose anything like a number on a scale in relation to health goals. I think that that can be really misleading and not everyone's body works the same way. So you may not lose weight like you would want to, but you may get fitter and lose inches. It's just one of those things where you've got to think about, you know, is this going to be helpful to you? And if the end point of the goal, the reason why you want to lose weight, like if you stop and really think about that and you ask yourself, why do you really want to lose weight? Is it about looking better? Because that's about self-confidence. Is it about, you know, uh, not being out of breath when you get to the top of the stairs, because that's about health, you know, and stamina. Um, so you want to really dissect the reason for why you want to lose weight. And you should do this for each goal. When you've got a really vague goal like that, like get healthy, dissect what it is that you want to, you know, achieve. And if it is something like not being out of breath by the time you get to the top of the stairs, then your goal needs to be doing more cardiovascular exercise and breathing techniques so that you are a bit healthier and so that the stairs are not such a challenge for you. Um, or, you know, it might be something like if it's about looking better, then that's about feeling better and that's about liking what you see in the mirror. And I actually think your goal should be more based around loving yourself a little bit more, getting more comfortable with yourself. And I think that's a great goal for anyone at any stage in their lives, wherever they're at. I think it's really good to get really comfortable with who you are, no matter where you are in your life, because the reality is even if you're like, oh, I could look better, I could lose a little bit of weight. There are going to be times in your life where you are bigger or smaller than you are now. And that is just the truth. We, our bodies are not made to stay the same. They, they flux and they, you know, change with us. They accommodate us as they need to. And, you know, as our kind of lifestyle demands. So you need to get comfortable with the idea that, you know, you're not going to be like perfect in your own eyes until you choose to see yourself as perfectly imperfect at all stages. You know, your body is not something that should be 
shrinking down or changing to fit you. It's something that you get comfortable with and you be happy with and you, yeah, get neutral with. Like body neutrality is another thing that people should think about. But yeah, it's one of those things where you should sort of think more about just getting comfortable and confident in yourself. I think being more body positive is a great goal for anyone. And if you want to be more confident in yourself, I think finding things that make you truly happy, clothes that make you truly happy, that make you excited to put them on, that make you feel good when you wear them, you know, makeup that makes you feel good when you wear it, doing things that make you feel good. And then just really taking more photos of yourself, looking at yourself more, appreciating yourself. You are beautiful the way that you are. Of of course you are. (laughs) How could you not be? And your body is amazing for everything that it does for you. You know, this body has been looking after you. My body's been looking after me. It's been coming through this life with me for over 30 years. And I'm so grateful to it for that. And, you know, it's got a lot more life in it. And I'm really, really excited to have those years ahead of me. And I know that it's going to look different with each year, depending on what's happening in my life. And I'm I'm okay with that. So I think that coming to a better place in body positivity is a really good goal to have. And if you do have a weight-related goal, I think it's a good idea to dissect what um, is the more important goal within that. Why do you want to lose weight and where does that come from? Because you might be able to assign a slightly different goal that might be more psychologically healthy for you to try and accomplish. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blush. So yeah, getting specific is very important. Now, when it comes to things like saving money, I think you need to get specific and set an amount every week or fortnight or month, whenever you're paid, and then put that amount aside. And I think it's really important to save in more than one place when it comes to savings. So, you know, you've got like multiple different accounts where you save money so that there are little nest eggs in different accounts. I think that's a really good way to do it. And also, I think you do need savings for different things. You know, I need savings for my business. I need savings for myself. I need emergency savings and I need savings for, you know, what I want to do with my partner. If we want to move forward, do things, buy a house, whatever it might be. So these are the ways that you can kind of divide up that goal and then set an amount each week and then calculate if you were to actually save that amount each week. When you review your budget, say you cut out all these things So you cut out dinners out, for example, you cut out, you know, whatever it is that you might spend on luxuries, you cut out those little things. And what does that add up to? And if you divide that up to your different accounts, how much will you have saved in each account by the end of this coming year? Because that's a great motivator. 
And then you should put little reminders in your phone to check in and like put the savings aside. If you can set it up automatically, do that. But put reminders in your phone for where the benchmark should be by that point so that you can know where your goal's at and then adjust that goal throughout the year if you're not meeting it for whatever reason because budgets are not set in stone. They are movable. If you discover that you cannot afford to be putting aside that amount of money, you need to adjust the budget that you've set because it means that you haven't accounted for an expense that you have. This happens sometimes. So many people start saving and then they feel really bad because they're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to, you know, put all this money aside. I'm not doing well at it. I keep spending the money. It's like if you're spending the money, then you're not accounting for something that you need to do or an expense that you have because you obviously are still spending the money on something. And it's usually that, or it might be that you find yourself saying you're not going to go out, but then you do want to go out once a fortnight. If that's what you want and if that's what you consistently do, adjust your budget to reflect that and have the goal that you keep it to once a fortnight. Like that's healthy goal setting. That is how you plan well forward. And it's how you review goals. You're not failing, you're reviewing and adjusting. And that's a really important mindset to get into. The other thing I would say is to limit your resolutions. There is a lot of things that we all want to do in our lives, but realistically, you're not going to get it all done in a year. Amazingly, people will overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a year. But it is a lot of mental headspace to focus on multiple goals at a time. So if you have a big goal, a goal that eclipses your other goals, it's more important than the rest of them. Use your New Year's goals to focus on that and build around that goal with supportive goals. If the goal is to save money for a house, then build around it by going, I want to go out less. I want to eat out less, less takeout, you know, create goals around that that supports the main goal, which is to save money. So that is one way to do it. You could do things like, I want to cook at home more. You know, I want to um, go for nature walks rather than go to the gym. I want to let my gym membership go and be out in nature. Those are ways in which you can create goals that are adjacent to your main goal, but also support other goals that you have, such as being a bit healthier, picking up new skills like cooking. So that is a way to structure your goals so that they are supportive. And I think structuring supportive goals and limiting your main resolution to being the main focus is a really good way to approach your New Year's goals. The next thing I would say is break down those goals into smaller goals. So if the goal is to, say, run 10Ks by the end of the year, you want to do a 10K race by the end of the year, then you need to break that down into a monthly amount that you want to be comfortable running each month. So if you're starting from not running at all, you would start out by walking and then increase that to walking with a little bit of jogging and then some interval running. Depends whether you want to be doing interval training running, which is where you walk and then run really fast and walk and then run really fast. Or if you want to do steady jogging when you do that 10K. It is up to you. Some people prefer to do a steady jog. Some people prefer to do interval running. You know, it's each person to their own basically. But yeah, you want to break that down, that goal down into multiple little goals. And then you want to set yourself the um, goal each month of what number of Ks you want to be able to run comfortably, what time you want to run them in. And then you know each month what you're trying to accomplish and each week what you should be aiming to do in your running um, training. 
that's how you do a really good goal setting is, you know, to actually break it down so that it's accomplishable and achievable because a lot of goals are not achievable in the larger kind of goal that they are. You're not going to be able to get up tomorrow after not running all year and run 10Ks. That's not how that works. You have to build on it and you know that, you know, and that is why it's important to break our goals down into smaller goals like that so that we can actually achieve the big goal. And a year is quite a long time to get to a big goal. You have time to do it. And if you end the year having accomplished just one goal, that's impressive, you know, and you should be really proud of that. Next thing I would say is that you've got to make a detailed plan to get to where you want to be. So like we were talking about, you know, cutting those goals into smaller goals, sit down and figure out what your goalposts are throughout the year. You know, by three months into the year, where do you want to be? By six months, where do you want to be? And then as those goalposts come up, review where you're at and see whether or not you need to adjust your goal. I mean, if you're already running 10Ks by the middle of the year, you may want to try and run 20 by the end of the year. This is why it's important to review and adjust goals. And for example, if you are struggling with running and it's not doing as well as you thought it would be, maybe you shift that down to 8Ks by the end of the year. It's important to adjust those goals. Like we were talking about earlier, it's a matter of working out where you're at and adjusting your goals to be reasonable in your expectations because you have to look at what you can accomplish. It's not going to help you to have a goal that is too high in the sky and then you don't get to it and then you just feel bad about it. Like that does you no good. So make a detailed plan and then cut it down into smaller things. And then you want to track how those goals are going with those goal posts, work out, am I happy with this? Is this where I wanted it to be by this point? And then, yeah, just set reminders in your phone to track them. You can create a detailed plan. I have a detailed plan of like what I want for my business going forward. And every three months I review that. And I also have goals and then I keep a bullet journal. So that is how I track my goals and I track my habits in my bullet journal. So I will sit down and at the beginning of the year, I will do a basic idea of what my goals are. And then I will get more specific about, you know, what those measurable goals are going to be. So, you know, if it's save money, I will say I want to save X amount by the end of the year. I'll calculate how that would be done. I'll review my budget. I'll put reminders in my phone to check um, the points where I'm at. And then I'll review it, you know, every month to three months and then six months and so forth and check where I'm at. And if the budget needs adjusting, like I said, I'll change it. Or um, I'm going to, for example, finishing my diploma. Now I started the process of that this year and then I had to drop out because we moved. We came down here and I have now entered to do the um, diploma down here, which is online. And I'm working, you know, my business. I've got like multiple clients, so it's full-time work and I'm going to be finishing that you know, on the side and running the podcast, it's going to be a very busy year for me, but I'm confident that I can get it done because I am tracking everything that I want to get done. Um, and that is how I plan forward. I like to track things. I like to track my habits every week with my bullet journal. So I have little codes that I put into it and I might show you guys actually on the, on the Instagram. So head over to make a 10 trace of soy and I will put up and then create a highlights for my bullet journal and the system that I follow to track all of my habits and how that helps me keep um, track of everything. I'll show some examples, but I create little, you know, keys and little um, symbols that mean that I've done a certain habit. And then I can flick back through 
the weeks and the months over the past six months and go, I walked the dog this many times. I stretched this many days. Um, I remember to water my indoor plants on these days. And it also helps me see, oh, I haven't watered the plants this week. I've got to water them. Or I haven't stretched this week. I've got to stretch. It acts as a little reminder. It acts as a little note like, yes, you've got to do that. So that's a really good way of tracking things. I personally think bullet journaling is an amazing way to keep ahead of your goals and to structure your life the way that you want to. That's just me though. Everyone's different, but I am a mad keen bullet journaler. So I will give you guys some examples in that. But yeah, basically the main points that I had for you today is to set measurable goals and set achievable goals, limit those resolutions, choose supporting resolutions around them, break those goals down into smaller goals, make a detailed plan, track what you're doing, review and adjust and learn from past events. You know, just keep it to something that you know that you can do and something that works in, you know, has worked in the past for you, for example. So that is the way to do it, in my opinion. And finally, that last point was bullet journal, guys. Definitely bullet journal. <laughs> I know that it helps me. This has been my quick little episode on how to set and keep your New Year's goals. I would love to hear what your New Year's goals are for this coming year. I have an episode that I have just uh, just released beforehand, or I'm going to release it soon. I'm not sure which one will go in the direction of, but that's going to be about New Year's uh, resolutions as well, and talking about uh, January because that's how my partner went vegan. It's been two years for him come January, so yeah pretty excited to share that one with you and I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode and it's been helpful. I would love to hear from you guys. Hit me up on Instagram, say hi, let me know what your news goals are. And uh, yeah, I will catch you guys in a couple of weeks. I'm going to take a break and I'll be back um, sometime around February, but uh, it has been fun being back on and I appreciate everyone who's been listening. Hope you guys have a great week and a great year and I'll catch up with you in a bit.